welcome to the voice of HBM Ministries. Very glad to be with you again. It's a privilege and a pleasure that God has given to us. We can hear each other's voice and respond in our good senses and in our emotions to the message of God. I want to speak to you today from the book of John chapter 10. And I use for a topic the love of the great shepherd. My friends, I won't be able to read all of this, but I just want to read a few verses. John chapter 10, verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he had put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of the stranger. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. My friends, we have in this chapter, we have a few things that we can take note of. First thing is Christ's parabolic discourse concerning himself as the door of the sheepfold and the shepherd of the sheep. Number two, we'll find, we find also the various sentiments the people upon it. We find that from verse 9 to verse 21. Number three, the dispute Christ had with the Jews in the temple at the Feast of Dedication. You find that in verse 22 to verse 39. In number four, Christ's departure into the country thereafter. Verse 40 to verse 42. This is basically the whole contents of the chapter, chapter 10. We're not too certain of exactly where this discourse took place, whether it was at the Feast of Dedication in the winter months or some other place. But what we know is that Christ, in his discourse here, carries the metaphor of the sheep. Amazingly, how Jesus would take the practical things on earth and reveal them unto others and unto his disciples and unto the crowd to make them understand the logics of a spiritual life. So he used here the metaphor of a sheep in Verse 26 and verse 27. My friends, this could possibly be a discourse Christ had with the 
Pharisee in the close of the foregoing chapter. But it was necessary for Christ to have this discourse because there was a problem with the Pharisee. The Pharisees support themselves in their opposition to Christ. That they, the Pharisees, they were the pastors of the church. And that Jesus, having no commission from them, was an intruder, an impositor. And therefore, people were bound in duty to stick to the Pharisees against Jesus. I want to know... This is only my opinion. Only a person that have no sense would want to stick to somebody who is not speaking the gospel and the truth of the gospel. They tried to get, the Pharisees tried to get the people to listen to them. And you know what the Pharisees were about. They were the strict people, ritualistic, always finding ways to criticize something. That's what they wanted the people to listen to. And that's why they were opposing Jesus. They were more concerned about the outside of a person and the formalities and the rituals. But Jesus was catering towards the heart of men that need to be changed. Know there are many people today who don't want to hear anything about Jesus. It's all about their program, their talks, their behavior, their attitude. When you take Jesus out of the picture and out of life, my friends, you have no life. He said that I come that you might have life that you might have it more abundantly. May I say to you today, life is not the drinking and the smoking and the gambling, the running the streets and the clubs. That's not life. Somebody said, yes, live it up because life is short. Sure, it is short. But that's not the way God intends you to live life. Hear me, my friends. You were created for a purpose. And that purpose is to serve the living God. That purpose is not going to be ever found in a club. It's not going to be found in sin. It's when you come out. When you get out of sin, Jesus Christ will show you the true purpose of living, which mankind is searching for. And so, as the Pharisees were trying to do that to the great shepherd Jesus, Jesus now, in position, has to describe who were the false shepherd. So he's taking this approach. You're coming after me. You're making others believe that you're the true shepherd of the church. I am going to explain them to them who were the false shepherd. In this, my friends, here is the parable as Christ laid it out. Note carefully, the parable is built upon a custom that the country is in, the management of sheep, the 
Anywhere you are, things that are around you that you are familiar with, Christ will use them just for your understanding. So because there was a whole trade of sheep going on up where the disciples were, Jesus used this idea of the sheep, the management of sheep, to explain this parable. Here in the parable, we see... Number one, the evidence of a thief and a robber that comes to do mischief with the flock and damage to the owner. Because here what verse 1 said about that. Here what he talks about this mischief maker. He enters not by the door as having no lawful cause to enter. Instead, he climbs up some other way, maybe through a window or some breach of the wall. And I ask you today, are you climbing up some other way to see Jesus? Are you trying to use some other door that is impossible for you to come to the master? My friends, if you're trying, it's not going to work. There's only one door to enter Christ. One door to God, and it's through Christ. And so, how clever we look at this. Climbing up a wall to come in and to enter. My friends, how clever these wicked people are. How clever they are today in the world. And the efforts, the hard work they put in themselves. They put themselves through hard work just to do mischief. And this probably should makes, make us Christians a little ashamed and shake us out of our slothfulness and help us to realize we cannot be slothful and coward in this hour to the service of God. God is looking for strong men and men with backbone. He's not looking for wimps unless he's going to make strength out of wimps. But if you continue to be a poorly weak Christian who is afraid of everything and afraid of challenges, my friend, not fit for the kingdom of God. God wants strong men. He said, I call them young men because they are strong. So we have the evidence of the robber. He enters not by the door. Number two, the character that distinguish the rightful owner who has property in the sheep, which is Jesus is the rightful owner, and care for them. That's number two you look at. The mischief maker, the false shepherd is not going to care for the sheep, but it's the one who owns the sheep. And verse 2 said, this person who right, is the rightful owner and the property of the sheep, who is Jesus, listen to what verse 2 said. He enters in by the door as one having authority. And he comes to do them some good service. Aren't you longing for that today, you weary ones that are out there wandering in? 
the pool of sin. He comes to do good service. You may ask me today, what is that good service? He comes to bind up that which is broken and strengthen that which is sick. World is filled with a lot of broken hearts and broken minds and sick people who are tired of living in sin and tired of the same old life. I want to tell you today that he comes for you. He's here that he can help you. He's here to strengthen you. Ezekiel 34, 16 said, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. My friends, Christ is not here to do you any harm. You weary ones out there struggling in sin, Day after day after day, he wants you home. He wants you to come to him. And I can promise you today that he is not going to harm you at all. The sheep needs man's care. Every sheep needs man's care and in return for it. That sheep becomes serviceable. Becomes serviceable. Look around today. And there's a call for finance everywhere. Raising money, fundraisers. My friends, when sheep is being taken care of, you don't have to force the hands and twist the elbows to get them to give. Or to become service, they will serve because what they're getting in this spirit activate them to serve. If you put nothing there, they won't serve. But when you put something there, God honors his word. We must trust the word of God that when it's planted into the hearts of people, they will in turn turn around without anyone asking them to do. And they will serve in whatever field and in whatever way they serve God. 1 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Every man according to the purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. That's how men will turn around. That's how the hearts of men will turn around. When the Spirit of God and the Word of God is planted, it will do work. So if this can help many of you pastors today, stop the fretting and the worrying. God's work will continue. You do your job. Your job is to feed the lamb and feed the sheep. Take them into green pastures and feed them there. And then God will do the rest. Here's number three. Verse three said, To him the potter opened it accurately. And that's what you'll find with a good 
shepherd. The ready entrance that shepherds finds. Ready entrance that shepherd finds. Shepherd finds. To him the puffer openeth. That's verse 3. Once you're feeding, and the shepherd wants to secure his sheep, he will open. Now, the ancient, in ancient time, the shepherd had the sheepfolds within the outer gates of the of their houses and for the greater safety of their flocks that's where they put it within the outer gate so that no one could come to them any other none can come to them and steal the sheep any other way they can't get there. This is a security measure. And the only way someone can get there is if the shepherd or the master give the key to the porter or whoever else gives the key to that person for them to open the gate and get the sheep. That is safety. That's what Christ wants to do. You're talking about you want to be safe today? You may run from here to Mars. You cannot be safe until you run to Jesus. You can find refuge. In the time of trouble you become, he become a shield and a hiding place and a shelter for you that are running and looking for safety. No better place to be than to be safe in the arms of Jesus. Verse 4 shows us the care, good shepherd, the, the care he takes and the provision he makes for the sheep. What is that care, Dr. Mawson? The sheep hear his voice. When he speaks, the voice is familiar to the sheep. When they come unto his fold, he called his own sheep by name. I've had many people who said to me today that I've heard God calling me by name. I looked around and there was nobody there, but I knew it was God that was calling me because he called me by my name. Many of you today, he is still ringing out, calling you by your name. And you know it's God. He's used many measures to get your attention. But you're not turning around. One day, my friend, it will be the last try that he gives. And you don't want that to be before you turn. Give him. That's what the good shepherd did. So exact is, is the notice he takes of them that and the account he keeps of them and leads them from the fall to green pastures, caring for the sheep. When the good shepherd turn the sheep out to graze, taking them out to graze, he doesn't drive them. 
because such is the custom. The custom is they don't drive them. He said he goes before them to prevent any mischief or danger that might harm them. And the sheep being used to it, follow him and they are safe. That's what Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, will do for you and I. He doesn't drive us out. He leads us. Where he may lead me, I will go. And he's never going to lead you wrong. He's never, ever going to mislead you, my friends. You that are wondering where your life is going tomorrow, today, next year, next month, whenever, you turn it into the hands of Jesus and follow him because God will never leave you and lead you in the wrong place. Good shepherd leads sheep in green pastures and feed them there. Number five, another good action. Notice of a good shepherd is the strange attendance of the sheep upon the shepherd. When the sheep know, the sheep knows him. Very strange, they know him. They know the shepherd, the voice, and they can discern the shepherd's mind through his voice, what he's saying. They can know exactly what the shepherd needs from them. They are able to distinguish the voice from that of a stranger. You know when there is truth in the word that you hear and when there's false in the word that you hear. And a good child of God, a child, a good Christian is able to discern the spirits that are coming towards them, the words that they listen to. Because God has built in use a resistance, something that will not tolerate things that are not of God. But when something of God is spoken, it is acceptable. Good shepherd, do that. Isaiah 1, 3 said, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. And my friends, a stranger, the sheep will not follow. You find them following a stranger, they were not a sheep at all. They will not follow. Why? Because that voice that they hear are not familiar. They're not familiar with that. Not familiar with the voice. And that voice could lead them into danger. Know who speaks in your spirit today. Know who come and say God tells them. You must be able to discern whether it is of God or not. It's in the world. Satan's desire is to sip you as wheat. And he will use all kind of shepherds that have nothing going on with God. They're just shepherds of their own program and their own agenda. He will use them to draw the children of God. But wherever there is a discerning spirit, those folks won't go. And so now, 
we are to observe from the parable a few more things. Good men are fitly compared to shepherd. Immoral men are not. Not to the shepherd that Jesus is talking about. Good men are fitly compared because they've given their life to Christ and gave up everything to follow Jesus. Men as creatures depend on their creator. Good men do that. They, they depend on their creator. And through the creator, in them they're able to call the sheep to pasture. Good men, these new creatures, have the good qualities of a sheep. That is, they are harmless and inoffensive as sheep. They are meek and quiet without noise. They are patient as a sheep is under the hands of both the sharer. You know, the sharer of a sheep is the one that shaved the wool off the sheep. And the sheep is patient under the hand of the sharer. And the sheep is also patient under the hand of the butcher, even when the sheep is going to be slaughtered. They are useful good men and they're profitable. They're tame, tactable to the shepherd. They are sociable one to another and are much use in sacrifice. Very useful. That's good men, my friend. That's what the sheep, that's a good sheep. Who follow the great shepherd. And I have to stop here today because this is coming to a close. My friends, there's a lot more that I could say. And I will go on and say more in the next podcast. But good men today reflects the humble qualities of a sheep. I ask you a question today. Where are you? Can you honestly say today that you have all these qualities, the meekness, the quietness, not with noise, you're patient, and even on the, the hands of the shearer where things are taken away from you, clothes is gone, coverings are gone, or on the, the hands where your life is in for something and may lose it. Can you say that you're a good man? Are you useful and profitable? Are you tame? Are you tactable to the shepherd? Are you sociable one to another? And are you willing to make sacrifice? That's a good man. That's a good sheep following the great shepherd. Not rambunctious and poor behavior. One whose life is an example to others that are looking on. That's a good sheep following a good shepherd. My friends, a good sheep reflect the qualities of the shepherd. Jesus himself is the great shepherd of the sheep. He's given the church the qualities to follow. Somehow we walked away from it. I ask you today to come back. Get back to the place where God wants you to be. I'm not talking of a relocation somewhere. 
But in your spirit, in your life, this religious and spiritual life that we live day in and day out, God wants us back to reflect him. We must reflect our great shepherd's attitude, our great shepherd's behavior in troubled times, and our great shepherd's behavior even when we are coming into slaughter. I trust today that this word may reach into your heart and touch you. Father, I ask your Holy Spirit may touch everyone today, bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you are the great shepherd. Amen. Amen.